I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to Honey Co. The Food Sessions. I'm Sarit Packer. And I'm Itamar Srulovic. Our guest this week is a cookbook author who studied fashion, a very stylish lady who worked as a designer in Mumbai, moved to the UK, appeared in The Great British Bake Off in 2013 and stole our hearts. She's got several books under her belt. And actually, we've had her on the podcast before. But during lockdown, we found ourselves looking at her videos quite a lot and getting inspiration from her delicious and approachable food. Uh, so we wanted to catch up with her again. <laughs> Welcome to Chetna Makan. I am so excited as well. So, so excited. <laughs> Chetna is, is a very dear friend of the podcast and the whole Honey and Co experience. And the talk that we did last time was on your street food book. I still remember the food that we cooked from it. It was so delicious. You also didn't stop talking about it and going back to it, which is always a good sign because that hasn't happened with every talk. He was definitely obsessed by it. Yeah. Talking of that, how are you? How has been your, I suppose, year and a half of pandemic? How yeah? was your plague? It's been all right. It's been okay. Um, we've all tried to stay as safe as possible. Spend lots of time with the kids. Um, haven't stopped cooking. <laughs> nice. I feel like I haven't left the kitchen, to be honest. Have you given up on your own food by now? You know, you get to like a stage where you don't want to eat your own food. I think I have, but I have no choice because, <laughs> uh, you know... They're not like kind of delis here, like Honey and Co. in Broadstairs. Yeah. <laughs> we you need can, one you of can those open here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can! <laughs> we have enough. We're selling ours. We don't want to open anymore. <laughs> and you, you do quite a lot of your cooking with your kids, don't you? I did it in the first lockdown, I guess, because then they went back to school. And How old are they? 13 and 11. Ah, so fun age for the kitchen. Yes, like it's yes. a good, they can really help out. They do help out washing up, clearing up, making all my videos. They film everything I do. Really? For the last one year. Yeah, since basically a year and a half now. Since the lockdown started, I kind of couldn't get the cameraman in, obviously. Yeah. And they were home and I had a phone and I thought, you know what, why don't you? And they have filmed all That's my amazing. YouTube videos. Yeah. The younger kind of generation, I don't want to sound too old, but I'm, I'm starting to feel very old. But don't they just take to it so easily? It's just so clear to them 
about angles and like which buttons to press and like quick edit. Sometimes you think, wow, we never had those skills. It's, you know, we- yeah, absolutely right. You are right. Because I think they are good with angles and stuff. And to think of it, they didn't really film anything food related before. Yeah. Like I imagine how my food should look or what angle it should come from, but they don't know. It's good. It's a nice yeah. bonding kind of. Yes, yes. And sometimes it's like, oh, mom, how long will it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about two years away from them thinking that everything you do is the most embarrassing thing in the world. I you? know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's coming, though, Chetna. Oh, something to look forward to. Chetna, oh. tell us a bit about how you ever ended up in the world of food, because it's not the world you started off in. No, so I am a fashion designer, trained fashion designer. That's what I studied in college. And that's what I was working as in Mumbai when I was in Mumbai. And then we had, we moved to UK. Um, My husband and myself moved to UK because he wanted to study further. And um, I just couldn't find anything in fashion where I live because I live in a small town. And I started watching Bake Off and I was a big fan. So I watched from the very first season. And then by fourth season, my friend said, why don't you apply? Because I love making cakes. I can bake. I just need an excuse. If someone tells me that friend has a birthday, I would bake a cake. Just any excuses. Can I just ask, do you remember anyone from the first season? I actually don't remember anyone else. In I just remember a, a lady called Jasminda that baked a Mazda. <gasps> And I met her in real life and I was like meeting an idol. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes, you're right. There was a Jasmine there. Yeah. <gasps> you kind of forget some of the content. Like, you, know, you forget. I don't forget. I'm so invested in bake-off. <laughs> <laughs> They're all my family. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I do still watch it. And I think I was, because I've been a fan before even I went in, I'm still a fan. And I just went in because I... I am such a feeder. That's why I love you guys so much because I feel you are feeders too. <laughs> Sadly, we're the probably the biggest feeders out there. I mean, you know, we're massive fans. And even every year we say we're not going to start watching this year. We do every year. <laughs> really? Do you yeah. say that before the start? Every year we say yeah. we're just not going to start. Said- we don't have time. Our life's too busy. Yeah. And anyway, I mostly just sit there and shout at them for doing stupid things. <laughs> Do and you? She's like, stop whisking, stop whisking, stop, stop, I'm like, stop. you're overwhipping it. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like every year we're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do another bake-off. We just can't deal with the emotional turmoil. (laughs) I just want to go back, Chitna, to the transition from fashion to food, which I think, of course, anyone that have met you or seen you in real life or on TV will know what a stylish uh, person you are. What do you feel about the transition between fashion to food? How were there common grounds or transferable skills or how, what's the difference? Uh, for me, I found it quite easy transition in the sense that I found that in fashion, I was looking at different colors, different kind of textures and bringing it together, always drawing it on paper and then ending it with the actual physical thing. For Bake Off, I thought it's exactly the same. You put things on the paper thinking, oh, this spice, this much egg and this much flour and all that stuff. And then you get this final result. And I thought the whole process I found so familiar. And then you sometimes like something, so you add some more or add a bit less. And exactly how fashion works, because you add colors and you think that's too much embroidery or too much frill or whatever. It's very, very similar. 
What kind of things were you designing? Just as a, you know, that's just me being snooty. Actually, I did uh, women's wear and then I also did accessories, which was my uh, last job, which I did just before I stopped uh, working in fashion. Were your family like disappointed that you stopped working in fashion? Or oh, no, like- not at all. No, no. They were never disappointed. They've always kind of supported my choices. Even with fashion, I think it was something that nobody had done in the family or in the neighborhood or extended family. So it was really new. And I had to explain what I wanted to do. So it wasn't easy. But they were always supportive and backed my choices. And exactly happened with the food, you know. <laughs> I'm trying What's not to it? like that. Because he always tells me off that I ask a question too quickly and then he doesn't have a chance. I'm like trying to behave. We very, we try very hard not to talk over each other, Chetna. So sometimes we talk under it's, each other. You're laughing, but afterwards he's going to say to me, you didn't let me talk at all. You're just talking all the time. So I'm trying to be nice. Go on, Itamar. What would you like to ask? <laughs> no, I, I just, I wanted to, I want to say that I've started uh, really avoiding your videos <laughs> because I'm sorry, I don't take it personally, but like every time I see one of your videos, it just gets lodged in my brain. And this is what I want to eat for like, until I get it out of my system. So really I flick very fast when I see all your content, <laughs> but uh, that's a compliment. Okay, then. Thank you. <laughs> he does get very obsessed about things that you make and then he wants to like, you know, yeah. gets in his head. There is something about your cooking that is very, always feel very accessible on one hand, but just completely enticing and very, very, you know, you just want to eat it and you just want to make it. And this brings me to the the last book, actually, which is 30 Minutes Indian. Tell us a bit about how it came about. When we were still in lockdown, I think everybody was making sourdough and I've never made sourdough. It's just not for me at all. <laughs> banana bread? Did no, you make banana no, bread? no, no. What even is banana bread? <laughs> <laughs> That's another conversation. That's a, Different like, conversation. It's an existential conversation. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't following all that. And I saw that even my local friends, they were... Uh, spending a lot of time cooking and they were asking me what can we make and uh, looking for recipes and things. But I think slowly, slowly, slowly the novelty wore off and by summer I think everyone was like people still want those exciting meals but just don't want to spend so much time and that's how the 30 minute Indian came about so I always put things that I enjoy eating myself so you'll find no meats that I don't eat so uh, it's always chicken and fish and lots of veg and lots of lentils because we kind of almost live on lentils rice which bread. all things that cook quite fast anyway exactly but some lentils take quite long time to cook yeah. uh, so I had to avoid those uh, things it's the first time I wrote recipes keeping my timer next to me because Checking how it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. You know, I said, you know, um, so yeah, um, it, it was interesting. The time a bit was very So you were quite strict about, it's not just what it says on the cover. It actually is 30 minutes cooking. Yes, absolutely. Because I think people are quite upfront in saying, oh, this doesn't work. The, you know, the first yeah. ones to say. So I didn't want those kind of reviews coming flooding in because, it, you know, I don't want to make false promises, basically. Yeah. So far, whatever I've done in any of my books, it is what you see on the cover is what you get. Yeah. This is a very enticing concept to me because, you know, I have this kind of 
maybe reverence to food from the subcontinent, which I, I love those flavors, but I always feel like I should be, you know, clear half a day, have my Madhur Jaffrey and like <laughs> trillion ingredients and be like, tak, 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 tak. It always takes time because it's not my, something that I'm uh, very adept in. It takes me a little bit longer. So this is a very appealing concept for me and, and for a lot of people, I You're think. You're very adept at eating it though. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, you know, one of my <laughs> favorite cuisines. But uh, I wanted to ask about the actual recipes. Are they family recipes that are adapted to the time frame or things that you came up with for that particular book? I've used up all my family recipes <laughs> by now. <laughs> Because um, after writing all these books... Recipes. See, this I is know. your fifth book. It's, It's your sixth fifth book. book. Fifth book, yeah. Sixth. Fifth, fifth yeah. book. So I have kind of used all of them uh, in the previous books. But they're just things that I now cook for my family. So they will be my children's family recipes. <laughs> you can tell a little bit, the listeners, about the structure of the book, how it is uh, broken down. The book starts with snacks because, uh, you know, we all love snacks. This was um, my... This is your, your go-to. <laughs> everything from that chapter I would eat, but particularly the potato and cheese ball things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, they, yeah, they're very good. So they're good. very good. <laughs> Next time you take a break, just get on a train to Broadstairs and let me cook for you, you guys. You have to be you, careful when you say to. those oh, things, God. Chetna, because you don't no, know. No, I'm not you know. being... I am being careful. I'm, I'm serious. Just <laughs> when we knock on I'm, your door... Yeah, yeah I'm glad that we have this recorded <laughs> yeah. and on, on record. When you get security to drag us out of your I house, don't have security. We will... <laughs> <laughs> But you... We will play the recording and say, this is the invitation we're here. Even though he said she only invited for dinner, not for three days. Oh, that's, even three days is fine. Don't come empty-handed. That's all I'm saying. No, we come with cakes. We always come with cakes. We always come with cakes. Cakes or cookies. We have never been known to arrive anywhere without cakes or cookies. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
yeah, so it's got starters. It's got a fish chapter with fish curries. And then my favorite chapter, the chicken chapter, which is some of my absolute favorite things to eat. And masala chicken. When I made that recipe, I was like, that's it. That is my it's new favorite. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Because you did it on video in uh, a couple of... No, I haven't done masala video. chicken yet. I'm going to do it sometime soon. I haven't done it yet. I did butter chicken on video. Yeah, so good, so good. That was a problem in our house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've got half an hour somewhere here and there. And I'm sure sure you've got all the ingredients No, I'm telling home. you, I'm choosing dinner now. I'm choosing the, the paneer with coke. Coconut. This is like perfect. It just looks to me like something I would love to smash. <laughs> Everything with paneer is Everything is, with paneer is yeah. delicious. And then if you add coconut, even yeah. more. Definitely this chicken looks great. I was very taken with the vegetable chapter, I have to say, Chetna. I love the aubergine and tamarind. That looks like an amazing recipe and very simple as well. Yes, yes. Uh, I'd like to keep it simple. Um, and then dal, we kind of live on lentils. So much lentils we go through, seriously. Talk <laughs> um, us through like a basic dal. It's easy. So you cook some lentils in water, salt and turmeric. So I use a pressure cooker, but you can just use a pan. You can use uh, red lentils. You can use uh, yellow. I usually use arhar dal, which is tuar dal. You can find it in specification shops, but red lentils are available in all supermarkets. Red lentils take literally eight to nine minutes to cook. And then that's done. And in a pan, you just heat some butter or some ghee or some oil if you want to keep it vegan. You add some cumin seeds. They start sizzling. And then you add some chopped up onions, golden them, and then add some ginger and garlic if you want. I always add lots of garlic. Uh, green chilies. And then you add some tomatoes. And they start to kind of break down. That's when you add some uh, chili powder and lots of fresh chopped coriander and then pour that over the lentils, mix it and eat. You know what? I can listen to you talk about making <laughs> that yeah. all day long. First of all, it just makes you hungry, but also it's so clear that it's just in your... Something that you do yeah. in your sleep. Yeah. And I love that you say golden the onions. <laughs> I'm going to use it all the time now. That's such a beautiful phrase. What do you hate cooking? What would you never cook? Oh, I think I have never put a broccoli recipe out ever in the seven years because I'm just not a big fan of broccoli. <laughs> broccoli, kale. Kale. Um, what is kale? What a ridiculous what thing. up with kale? I can only somehow just manage it if it's kind of pureed and hidden in something. <laughs> but just, yeah. I feel that way about bananas. Really? Bananas are the devil in my house. Oh, my God. Not only in our house, but also in the restaurant. You will no not banana see cake? Any banana cake. You will, ne you will never see any no. banana cake. Wow, that's interesting. I refuse. Every time I have like a, sh a new pastry chef and they're like, ooh, let's do a banana bread. I'm like, no. Wow. Not in our place. It's like you say about yes. your books. If you don't want it there, then but why But that's would, why you know? it's your restaurant and it's my book because it's mine and it has to be personal which is what makes your work and your food different to others because you are doing it because you love eating it that's why you want to cook it for others do you feel that your food has been very influenced by living in the uk where would you put your place between kind of your indian heritage to, to living in oh, the uk oh it's it's so it's a tricky one because i don't do like people will say, oh, this is not cooked traditionally. And, you know, what is authentic? Because if my mum cooks it, it's authentic to me. It doesn't matter, you know, how it was cooked 100 years ago. And I do simplify things because 
I want to make complicated, difficult recipes, but I can't do it every single day. There are specific days I want to do that. Create your own phyllo pastry and make a tart. I would love the idea, but not today. Not every day you can't do these things. So I just want to say that there is never a day of making. <laughs> I actually did recently pastry. make it a um, couple of weeks ago. I made made oh phyllo. Yeah, uh, I don't do it very often, though. I have to say. <laughs> so I think it's for me. It's not English or not Indian food. It's something we've grown up with. And it's in our kind of blood where we can cook it in sleep, and I don't have to think how much I'm adding because I know how much this much is—a pinch or a uh, spoonful. How it'll taste? I know exactly how it's going to taste in the food. I don't know how to exactly explain or give a term to my food. It's just easy, delicious food. <laughs> Good. This is a good term. Easy, delicious food is what everyone is looking for, isn't it? Chetna, tell us something you cooked this week. Are you, like, do you like the seasons? Do you cook with seasons, or you kind of quite stick to your things? I do both because I do cook vegetables according to season, but our quite a few of our main meals are just based around lentils. Like today, I've made red kidney bean curry, which is not really seasonal. But yesterday, yeah. I made green mm. lentils. So our main meal is very centered around. Lentils, but then on the side, green bean, potato, pulao. Yesterday, so that's what I found in the shops. Uh, it's a mix. And you go rice with it or flatbread? Or what, what's your like go to? Because for me, it's always rice. But I, you know, convince me if it's if it shouldn't be rice. Why not rice? If that's what you want. No, I don't know. Like, um, if that's exactly. what you want to eat, absolutely fine. If every time it is rice, as long as I've been yes, approved to always have. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm okay with that. As if you need anyone's permission for it. I like to get an authority telling me that it's okay. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Go for rice. Tell me about the masala chicken and then that's what I'm going to force my okay. husband to make with the coconut oh, paneer. <laughs> okay, I've got the recipe here because I can't remember all my recipes, which is one question my kids always ask saying, but it's your recipe. No, who can I remember all their recipes? It's impossible. I mean, all you have to do is uh, dry roast some gram flour because raw gram flour doesn't taste very nice. So it, you have to dry dry roast it until you can kind of get the aroma and it changes color and then you make the marinade so you add some what, what does that mean to people have you ever watched Shit's Creek yes I Netflix, started watching it recently so I don't know if you've reached the part no, where they cook together reached. and it says to them fold the okay wait for the fold the cheese recipe fold the <laughs> cheese in it's the best episode wow. ever but tell people what is dry roasting, because to you it's obvious, but to loads of people... That's so dry obvious. roasting is heat a pan and then roast whatever uh, you have to roast without using any oil, butter, ghee. So just dry pan uh, and you roast it. Um, so here we are roasting gram flour, which is chickpea flour, because it takes away the raw flavor of the gram flour, which is brilliant. And it brings back the nuttiness in the flour, which is really delicious in this marinade especially. And the reason I used it in this marinade is because it helps stick the marinade to the chicken. So the gram flour helps stick it. We've got some natural yogurt because I always use natural yogurt. Add some black salt uh, ingredient we use in um, kind of chart and street food, a lot of street food because it's got this sourness to it. So add that, add some chili powder. I've used Kashmiri chili powder because of the color. 
also some dried fenugreek leaves which is something you can these days find easily in supermarkets thankfully some garam masala some ground cumin and then you just mix it all so you make it like a yogurty paste which you then apply to your chicken pieces so you add the chicken pieces cover it up and then you've got this lovely coating on the chicken i'm looking at the picture and i'm hungry well, yeah i'm hungry <laughs> you coat it and then you cook it in some oil so you just don't even kind of sh- just pan fry it basically because i'm using small chicken pieces it takes very little time Less than half an hour, Itamar. Come on, get on it. I'm so excited by my dinner tonight, Chetna. I'm like, you know. I'm on it. Like, I'm doing it. I don't know when people are going to listen to this, but now it's kind of just about coming up to 6.30. We have to finish our talk because we're hours almost up. I know my husband's going to like get dinner for me by 7 p.m. This is what I want. What? Come on. 30 minutes. You have. Do you know, Chetna, now you've created a monster. She's going to be with like, the timer. Boo, 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 listen, boo, boo. she's absolutely right in demanding meal in 30 it's minutes. It's a human right. It's a human right. And Chetna's right. promised us that it's possible. So, you know. This is another thing we like to do in demos and stuff like that. There's two of us cooking and we cook all this like food, blah, blah, blah. And in like 40 minutes, they have like a full spread. And we say to them, that's all you need. Two professional chefs, <laughs> a professional kitchen, all the ingredients, all the ingredients measured. measured exactly for <laughs> yeah. you. An assistant to do all the dishes. And that's it. Oh very, my very God, simple. That is, so that is so true. Suddenly I've got a craving for your cheesecake. Oh. Gosh. What do you mean suddenly? Oh. Don't you always have it? No, I always have it, but I'm suddenly thinking <laughs> masala chicken followed by cheesecake. Oh, goodness. I might come to your Honey and Co. once again and learn something. Just yeah. to have a cheesecake. This time I might yeah. just come to your house, like cook together in your kitchen. That would be the dream. We will do all the prep. You will do all the cooking. I never said that. We will do all the eating. <laughs> Who will... F- <laughs> Well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't no, have no, said I'm that. No, no, I'm happy to do that. The only question is who's going to fill up the dishwasher? Sarit is there. that's going to be a big job. fight. I have this thing in my head where I think he does it badly so that I continue to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like he just refuses to learn where the things are so that I will just always do it and that's it. I'm not even getting involved. I'm not oh even going God. there. He's a clever man. All right, Good. We will let you go and make dinner. We will let my husband come and make me dinner. We will thank you so much for your time. Thank you so, so much. For your books and for your enthusiasm and for your videos and your content. And it's all amazing. And I hope you continue to do loads of it so that we can continue to fantasize about loads of food. Oh, thank you so, so much. Seriously, so fun. Thank you so much for having me again. That is it for this episode of Honey & Co. The Food Sessions. Do join us for the rest of the Autumn series. We'll be talking to chefs and writers from all over the world and from across food traditions to New York's Jake Cohen, Seattle's Renee Erickson and to London's Sammy Tamimi and Tara Wigley. Caroline Eden journeys to Central Asia and we'll end on something sweet as always with pastry chef extraordinaire Ravnit Gill. Thank you to our producer Miranda Hinckley to our engineers, Paul Brogdon and John Scott, to Daniel Winshaw for writing the music, and thanks to Louisa Cornford, our Lulu, uh, for all the help she puts into the podcast, and to all our team at Honey & Co. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you for listening. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.